0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos Week 2 Preview Show. Week 2, take 2. Yeah, we... (laughs) Hopefully, uh, we don't have the same technical issues this time. Alex, love the soup, bud. You got something special planned for today?
1: Yeah, uh, just celebrating uh, going 0 for 4 this weekend, uh, so dressing for success even though I, I got none, and uh, just uh, looking at, at Fab uh, and how people are spending it, and you don't have any left in our league.
0: Oh man, well, hey, I got everybody I wanted, so that's what matters. Did you get anybody then going 0 for 4 in any of your leagues? Yes, I uh, I
1: picked up the Rams defense for free in oh, every wow. league. Oh
0: wow, big spender. Okay. big
1: spender 0 dollars rams there are they are my streaming option of the week against philadelphia after the eagles gave up what like eight sacks um uh, so washington defense aaron, yeah so i'm just looking for aaron donald to sit on people's heads
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into this. we got a week two preview show. We're going to be going over all the matchups and talk about what you should be watching for in week two fantasy football and uh, even discuss a- some ranks and things a- along the way. So with that, let's get into our Thursday night game. Bengals at Browns. Are you even watching? Of course, I'm going to watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm rooting for Odell Beckham
1: to continue to have zero. Uh, Impact on the game Speaking of
0: Odell Hold on I have to interrupt you here You made a lovely uh, Poop reference With Odell On uh, In our last podcast That completely I just whiffed on and oh Yeah, it was good. It smelled really good. Oh, yes. The reference yeah. did not what Odell's into. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to give you a little shout out there because I missed it. But then I caught it listening back to it. So that's
1: OK. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you spelled out Iowa and I had no idea what you were saying. <laughs> so we're even. <laughs> All right. So what are you
0: looking for from the Bengals?
1: Uh, Bengals, nothing. I hope Tyler Boyd, uh, AJ Green, Joe Mixon get going. Uh, now that they're not playing a good defense, I don't think the Browns have a good defense. So I, 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 just hope that that entire offense takes a step forward. Uh, AJ Green led their team with 7.6 fantasy points with a uh, half PPR. Joe Mixon only had 5.6. He had that fumble lost. Um, yeah. so I'm just looking for that entire offense to be better.
0: For me, what I'm looking for from the Bengals, eight different people caught passes. A.J. Green led the way with five for 51, like you, like you kind of mentioned there. I'm really looking to see if either Boyd or A.J. Green can separate themselves. Um, it, it was interesting, interesting to see that Burrow had eight rushes for almost 50 yards and a touch in week one. That'd be, that's a nice little floor if he's, taken you know eight to ten rushing attempts a game
1: but right and and we both think that he has borderline wide receiver twos on his two of them so like he should be fantasy serviceable especially if you need a bi-week replacement uh
0: moving on to the brown side of it uh we had 13 carries for kareem hunt 10 for nick chubb in week one how about uh what do you got to say to everybody that drafted chubb in the second yikes maybe you should uh Well, uh, listen to the podcast, read their articles, you know, those things. Yeah,
1: The people that drafted Nick Chubb poured a giant glass of ice water on their nuts. That's what (laughs) they did. Like, they are so constricted right now. It's
0: unbelievable. Hunt's got to be like a borderline, if not a low end. I mean... He's definitely a high flex potential low end RB2 if he's getting 13 carries a game. Um, and then you have the Landry Odell situation. It's like, is Baker Mayfield a good quarterback? Can he support either of these guys against the Bengals? Just be happy if you didn't draft Odell. Uh, after week one Uh, Landry actually ended up with the better line five for 61 versus three for 22 in week one I wouldn't be surprised if that continues Landry and Mayfield sort of have a connection but also Mayfield's generally not a very good quarterback I'm going to plant that flag right now too
1: yeah their uh, leading fantasy scorer in week one was David Njoku who's now on IR uh, and (laughs) Kareem Hunt um, yeah uh, so Kareem Hunt had 10.1 fantasy points Nick Chubb had 5.1 uh already you're kind of seeing what's going on in that backfield and it's it's terrifying if you're a chub owner. Um yeah, and Odell three point seven points. No no thanks. So yeah, just start trying to see like if they don't get it going against against Cincinnati's defense and they still you play the steel like I I I'm worried about starting any of those guys this week, period. Um already. And I know some people drafted Odell second, third, fourth round. Um you got to be trying to look at other options
0: already. Yeah, yikes. All right, let's move on to our noon game slate. Let's start with Giants-Bears. Um, Giants uh, had some... I I would say, I don't know if it was garbage time, but I mean, I, Darius Slayton's second touchdown was definitely garbage time. But uh, they have some interesting things as far as what I'm looking for from the... Lo- uh, not the Lions. The, what I'm looking for from the Giants in this game against the Bears is it uh, does Darius Slayton maintain his wide receiver one status on this team. Golden Tate was yep. out. Um, maybe, maybe he comes back. I'm not sure. Um, I just want to know if he can repeat it against the Chicago bears defense. Um, Sterling Shepard had a decent line, but, could not touch Darius Slayton's six for 102 and two scores. And then also, like Saquon, could not run the ball. Can they run against the Bears? Obviously, playing against the Steelers was a horrible matchup. I think everybody knew that going into it. So that's what I'm looking for for the Giants. Is Slayton the real deal? or And uh, can Saquon do better than 15 rush attempts for six yards? Yeah, I feel you
1: on that. I'm more... Like excited about Saquon's receiving than I am anything else. Six just for because, sixty, yeah. Like that's you know, if he's gonna do that every week, I, he's never gonna have six rushing yards on fifteen attempts the rest of the season. Like, yeah. the, there's well, no way their line is yeah. going to be consistently that bad. If the Bears defense has been overrated actually since since two years ago. They ha- they're not getting the turnovers. They're not getting the pressure. Um, I actually think Saquon will have a pretty big game here um but if if he's going to lock in a floor with having six six catches then um i i just want to see him continue to do that and if he can do that i'm not so much worried about the wide receivers i don't have any of them unfortunately okay. um, but to your point Darius Slayton wide receiver 4 right now
0: after week 1 um which is uh a two scores will do it right? if,
1: yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: but I mean, I, he hardly got started anywhere. So now it's just the question of whether or not you, you you start him. And if you're choosing to start him, you're like, you know, you got him in the eighth or later, probably. So you're choosing at least. Yeah. So you're making a pretty tough, tough decision over who to start him over, depending on what the rest of your team looks like. So, yep. um and then the bears can Mitch continue his fourth quarter comeback mojo, or is he going to revert to what we saw in the first half? Other than that, all I'm really looking for is the, the continued evolve, uh, the evolving split between, uh, David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Monty actually edged out Tariq 13 to seven in attempts. And I'm just wondering how that changes moving forward as Montgomery gets further away from his groin injury. Um, I mean, you can run on the Giants. We saw what Benny Snell did. So I'm uh, I'm intrigued if I'm a Monty owner. I think he could be in a nice spot.
1: Yeah. And don't be afraid, because like when you're on ESPN, it's like, oh, the opponents ranking against running back. The Giants are seventh against running backs. uh, They It's like like everybody played
0: one team. Don't freak out. Seventh
1: hardest. Yeah, and it's like, okay, but yeah, they gave up 124 rushing yards and they just didn't give up a touchdown. Like That defense is clearly weak. I think David Montgomery is a, a top 10 play this week, in in my opinion, as long as he's healthy and they actually give him the ball. I think they were trying to ease him in a little bit and that's why Trey Cohen was so involved. Um, and then Anthony Miller, um, 15.6 fantasy points. Uh, Allen Robinson had 9.8. Allen Robinson's looking for a new contract. That blew up on Twitter yesterday and um, apparently uh, it just came out that he had a talk with Nagy and they said he's full go and here for the duration this season. So um, at least you don't have to worry about that too much. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping the Bears continue to get the, the ground game going um, and they should be able to beat up the Giants pretty good on the ground.
0: Yeah. Credit to you with the aggressive uh, Montgomery ranking at ninth at running back this uh, this week. So we'll see if that pans out. Well, last uh, week it was
1: Mostert. That worked out.
0: This week, it's Monty. Come on, two for two. There you go. All right. Uh, Next game, Rams-Eagles, also at noon. Uh, For the Rams... I think the the big question with the Rams is that running back position split. Uh, Malcolm Brown, you saw take over, well, outdo Cam Akers uh, in terms of carries 18 to 14. Brown averaged almost four and a half yards per carry, had, two, had the two scores. Akers didn't really do near as much as what Brown was able to pull off, only averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Um, man, I'm just... If the I don't think if Malcolm can hold on to it all year, then he's an extreme value. I mean, he was a waiver wire ad for most people this week. Um, I'm just worried about Cam Akers eventually taking it over in the second half, which is why I didn't really I wasn't aggressive in in adding him just because I'm not sure he holds on to it all year.
1: No, me neither. And also, like if you're trying to just plug and play him. Washington ran the ball twenty nine times and only had sixty three yards against the Eagles' defense. I know they they gave up two touchdowns, which you know from like a versus ranking, it's like oh seventeenth, like they're middle of the pack. But twenty nine carries, sixty three yards, that is nothing. No, so and and the Rams were really trying to get rid of the ball against the the Dallas uh, line, and so I think they pushed the ball down the field a little bit more. I do think that they you know are still a pass first offense. Um, and I think it was just more circumstantial that that happened week one. Um, so that's really what I'm looking forward to see. You know, where where's the Cooper Cup Robert Woods thing coming in? Uh, Robert Woods, 14.9 fantasy points, Cooper Cup only six week one. But Cooper Cup has historically been a top 10 guy the last couple of years. Um, so you you have to expect him to bounce back um, until he proves that he can't. So you you, you have to keep playing him.
0: Yeah, as as far as that duo is concerned, uh, you and I both have Woods ranked, I would say, moderately higher than Cup this week, um, you know, as a general reflection of how week one went. However, what I will say is whoever I think whoever or I think the, the the one of the two that actually excels this week is whoever isn't shadowed by Darius Slay. So if that's Woods, it's going to be Cup. If it's Cup, it's going to be Woods in my eyes. And then how about that little moderate Higby letdown with his three for 40 week one? Do you think he gets it going against the Eagles? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he was involved in the, he was on the field the entire time,
1: you know, when when they were throwing, at least he was on the field pretty much every play. I know Everett was, got a couple catches, I believe. Um, but yeah, I'm not concerned. I, I think he, he bounces back again. I think that was just one week um, and they're, their targets will increase substantially going forward, in my opinion.
0: All right. Now, on the other side of the ball, let's talk about Eagles. How hard are you fading Carson Wentz after last week going into this game? I mean, that Rams line, I mean, I don't know if it's as good as the Washington line. They do have Aaron Donald. um, But man, you got to think that it's going to be flashbacks the last week in terms of Carson Wentz running for his life and not having any receivers to throw to. And for some reason, Goddard outdoing Zach Ertz again. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the exact same thing happened for him.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I don't want anything to do with this entire offense. Honestly, <laughs> I, it, it looks like, it looks like Miles Sanders is going to be back this week, which theoretically helps. Um, but yeah, even if you have Zach Ertz, you're like, all right, well I got to play him. You're trying to figure out a lot of people put on, put a waiver claim in on Dallas Goddard. Um, I'm starting him over Noah Fant this week because of Fant play, facing the Steelers. Um, but otherwise, if you drafted a tight end high and now you're like, well, do I start Dallas Goddard? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I think you have to see the Eagles offense put it together for a week. And it seems like the Eagles always suck at the beginning of the season. They dig themselves a hole. And then like weeks like five through 12, they like do a lot better. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing Carson Wentz this week. Um, I'm starting Danny Jones over him um, in, in our league. Um, and just, yeah, it's, it's nasty.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm uh, the one thing I am interested in is seeing if Miles Sanders does play and if he does what he looks like, what that split is in all actuality. Cause there's been rumors of a split in Boston. Scott maintaining regular carries every week to be, to preserve miles over the course of the season. So be on the lookout. If you're a Miles Sanders owner, how many carries is he actually getting? Um, yep. Next game, Falcons Cowboys. Also a new game. Um, Falcons. Do you think that there's another 54 passes c- coming, pass attempts coming from Matt Ryan this week? I
1: I, I don't know if I'd bet against it. <laughs> right. This
0: game has shootout
1: like, written all over it, man. I have. Yeah, I, uh, I I do not want to be facing any players from any for either of these teams, especially after the after the Seattle game last week right. with Atlanta. It. it It's just, I like if if I'm lining up against Julio or Calvin or even Gurley to a certain extent, like I don't want anything to do with that. And then, you know, with how good Amari Cooper looked last week, just. You want all of the players in this game. You don't want to be facing any of the players in this game.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be brave enough to pick up and start Russell Gage, though, even though he is seventh in targets right now uh, after his nine for 114 last week. I can't believe that three receivers all caught nine balls. Um, and then, yeah, you got Ridley out doing Julio. That's the ongoing story of the season. Ridley already uh, with uh, two TDs last week. So I'm And Julio can't get in the end zone i just saw the storylines moving into the future right julio can't get in the end zone
1: but uh, if he's gonna have nine catches for 157 yards and 12 targets every week then he'll be probably won't complain
0: yeah and then on the other side of the ball there's amari who you and i both have ranked inside the top five this matchup driven um totally 10 for 81 in week one. And you got to think that he has a huge chance to repeat that line and maybe get into the end zone this week. Um, Other than that, at the receiving position, you got to be concerned about Gallup's three for 50 line and being Mm -hmm. outdone by CD lamb who went five for 59. Like, is there a wide receiver to you that's actually supported in this offense? To me, it should be Michael Gallup. It didn't happen week one. Maybe Blake jar went out for the season. Now, you know, some less yeah, you're, tight not, end you're targets. not picking up dalton schultz to replace him no i think those targets go elsewhere so i'm just i agree i hope that there's a wide receiver too that kind of pokes their head up this week is what i'm looking yep. for from the from the boys
1: yeah and i i want to see if zeke continues to be as active as he was last week i know he always touches the ball a lot but i, I thought thought they were going to be more pass happy in in a mike mccarthy offense although they did not replace their offensive coordinators, so they're really running the same offense right. and it's just a different head coach, which is kind of strange. Um, so maybe maybe we shouldn't be all that surprised that Zeke is still is involved um, where he is. Number three running back 26 points last week. Um, so, yeah, you got to be happy if you have him uh, on your team and hopefully he can uh, just destroy the Falcons again this week
0: uh Panthers bucks can Teddy support DJ Moore didn't look like it in week one um Robbie going six for 115 and one although I think he had like a 75 yard score I don't think that you can really count on those every week Moore went four for just over 50. um do you think that DJ Moore gets it going against the bucks this week yeah I mean I think so
1: I don't think he was that bad last week I mean the targets were there it just didn't come to fruition I I also don't know if Tampa Bay's defense is very good. Um, and if Tom's going to keep throwing the turning the ball over and and the Bucks are super undisciplined, I have no reason to think that that he won't bounce back and and kind of get back into the very solid wide receiver two borderline wide receiver one category. Um, but you do have to be worried about, you know, Robbie Anderson being there. They did sign him in the offseason and you know, if he's going to continue to produce, I, that does limit Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore's value. Um, and so if anything, like you're just kind of rooting for Teddy Bridgewater to, to keep it going.
0: Yeah. Honestly, when, uh, when, when we did the waiver show, I was shocked that Robbie Anderson was on more than 50% of teams. He's currently, was too. he's, oh, he was just under 70 and now he's at 75% after waivers processing today. I mean, just really surprising. um, given the history of that offense and the wide receiver to not really producing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it
1: seemed like Matt rule was up to the task of calling a, a an offensive uh, NFL game. And so theoretically, yeah. they're just going to keep getting better after week one.
0: And then from the bucks, I mean, the question is one, can Tom not look like he's 40 plus years old Can Mike Evans play? And if he does, is he a wide receiver? One. And then that's two out of three main skill positions. And then the third is why is Fournette going five rushing attempts for five yards? (laughs) And does that split continue? Where with Uh, Jones going 17 rushes to Fournette's five? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I I mean, I
1: we I don't think we either of us actually even wanted to rank Leonard Fournette this week, but we did it arbitrarily. Um and it's one of those things where, yeah, if O.J. Howard is going to be the leading fantasy point scorer. Yeah, that's um, the other thing. There's your, questions at all major position. fantasy
0: positions on this team with Gronk and Howard, too. Right. You got Howard and Scotty
1: Miller had 10 fantasy points. And mm. so, yeah, it's just just kind of a mess. Um, and, you know, last week we talked about like, hey, you have Tom Brady down at 10. Is that a one week discount? It's like, yeah, and I you have to keep him discounted. But at the same time, when I was ranking quarterbacks, it was like, I mean, Carolina's defense isn't very good. So you have to you still have horrible. to keep him in the top. You still have to keep him in the top 10. But yeah, he just did not look very good. So hopefully they have a good week of practice.
0: And moving on 49ers jets. This is going to be Yuck. a blowout. <laughs> well, I Are mean, maybe. Sure? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're going to run the ball. I think Jimmy might throw less than 20 passes. <laughs> Frank Orr
1: is going to get, have a revenge game against the team that he was on like 10 years ago. already.
0: Uh, unbelievable. 49ers. Again, I, th- I think there's a decent chance that I think that they throw less than 30 for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Garoppolo throws less than 25. I think it's yep. going to be hard to start. I wouldn't start any 49ers wide receiver this week. Um, and I'm really concerned about Kittle starting as a Kittle, uh, you know, manager. Um, If he's healthy enough to play, he gutted out his uh, sprain through the game. If he's healthy enough to play, you have to start him. But uh, I'm interested to see in that backfield, does that Coleman, um, Jarek McKinnon and Raheem Mostert split continue like it did in week one? Or was that potentially just a byproduct of the air quality index uh, affecting Coleman's field time? So I
1: think there's going to be plenty enough opportunities to go around in that big backfield for Raheem to continue to be a top 10 running back, especially this week, based on what the bills did to them. Yes. Um, so, you know, even if Jarek and, and Coleman eat into it a little bit, you still have to bank on most getting into the end zone. And even like his rushing, like, wasn't even that's that impressive last week, 15 carries, 56 yards. Um, it was that long touchdown, right? But, um, or sorry, a long receiving
0: touchdown. I was going to say, I so, had most at four for 95 and one, although that was a Pat that's passing game usage, but yeah, right. that, that's so, 75 yard touchdown.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm just like, Hey, Jarek McKinnon's back. I think they're going to keep using him. I think they're going to keep throwing to him out of the backfield. Um, so really it's, I, he's, I think he's locked in as a third down back. And then you just hope that Coleman doesn't eat into first, second down. Um, with mostert uh too much this week
0: the one concerning thing about mckinnon is his touchdown came from the five yard line so that's that wasn't mostert that was mckinnon and so maybe i mean if if i'm starting a running back i want him to certainly be on the field when you're in the five yard line because then that's pass or run any play really no matter what down it is um true all right other side of the ball what do you want to say about the j-e-t-s Jets? Jets? jets uh nothing
1: i think we can move on <laughs>
0: Crowder is the only person you're starting. Maybe I mean Herndon wasn't awful with the six for thirty-seven line, but like you're not starting anybody else. There's not a whole lot of interest there. You're not going to want to pick up and play Frank Gore unless you're in some crazy deep league. So he's
1: a starter. I mean, if Lev Lev's going to be out a
0: couple of weeks, maybe you can
1: use him next week. I mean, I you can't you can't quit Frank Gore next week at Indy. Uh the week after home against Denver. Um, so Those maybe he has some, v- some value the week after, or at least marginal. If but you're in yeah, a sixteen no team league, maybe
0: best ball. No thanks. Um, all right, moving on. Broncos Steelers still on our noon game schedule. Uh Broncos, Philip Lindsay is out multiple weeks with turf toe. Melvin, potentially being a top five fringe RB1 in the meantime, uh, went 15 for 78-1 and last week. Uh, Do you think he repeats against the Steelers? I think he's going to have a hell of a time running the ball.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I discounted him really hard just because of the math. Like, if Saquon's going to do what he did... 15 for six? Like, I, I don't know how much better Melvin does. He did have the... He lost a fumble this week, too, which is already... Potentially a concern um that is carried over from his uh Chargers days. Um yeah, I'm I'm fading everybody on this offense. Um I know Noah Fant was uh at sixteen points last week, but you just can't I'm I fade people really hard when they go up against good defenses and like you just you just have to do it. Um here. I, I don't want to play anybody unless I absolutely have to.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be excited to play Sutton either. First game coming back from an injury. Um, Steelers, yeah, is he actually playing? I- yeah, maybe if he plays. Yeah, yeah. And then Steelers, James Connor, I think he probably plays. He looks fine on the sideline. Um, the Broncos obviously don't have Von Miller. I would play James Connor if he's healthy enough to play. Um, and I, I think that the split I don't really think that there would be some sort of crazy split with Benny Snell either. So I would start up Connor if you got him. And then Juju or Deontay, the the debate continues this week against the Broncos with uh Deontay having uh four more targets than Juju last week, but Juju having the two scores. Um, I think you gotta probably consider starting both of them. I agree.
1: I there's no there's no difference between the two. It just happened that Juju got in the end zone and his and his wide receiver seven, and Deontay didn't, and his wide receiver fifty two. Like yeah. I, I know that I know that sounds very weak, but you it's, it can be hard to predict touchdowns. And, and you he know, had four
0: if, more targets, so there's extreme value there still. Yeah, and absolutely. Ben so ben woke like, up De, in Deontay the should be a Like
1: yeah, he should be a target for trades, especially if he has another down week. But he still has ten targets. Um, oh, you know, if if, if he's going to end up with one hundred and twenty plus targets on the season, you, you have to go get him because he's going to end up being a wide receiver, too, at some point. Based yeah, on that's just a targets nice alone.
0: That's a nice buy low candidate. Um, yep. Moving on. Jags, Titans, Jaguars. Can a receiver separate themselves? You had three guys really all have kind of. I don't know, touchdown propped up lines with Cole Chenault Jr. and Chark all getting into the end zone, all having five or less catches for like 50 or fewer yards. Uh, I think if you're a Chark owner, you're a little disappointed in week one. Uh, granted, I mean, Minshew was so extremely efficient, only throwing 20 passes um, that that might make it dino- difficult. But hopefully Chark is able to separate himself against the Titans this week. And then... With no running back signing, at least so far that I'm aware of, you got to be firing up James Robinson. 16 for 62 plus another 28 yards through the air. Almost 100 yards. I got him at running back 32. You have him at 37. So I I have him as a decent flex play. You have him just outside of flex territory or considering for flex. But I was pleased yeah, I with think, James Robinson. I, I think they go back to not being
1: in control of the game and Tennessee's just going to bludgeon them and they'll open it back up a little bit more and have Minshew be throwing more than 20 times and uh, James Robinson gets discounted a little bit. Chris Thompson, maybe he shows up if they're behind more in the passing game after doing nothing last week. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that Shark kind of shows up a, again and becomes the number one there. I think he's clearly the number one. Just didn't happen week one as he was the, the third uh, ranked receiver on his own team uh, in
0: fantasy points. And then moving on to the Titans side of the ball. Can Tannehill be another top sixteen quarterback this week? Alex <laughs> Krog. Uh he went twenty-nine of forty-three pass attempts, Alex Krogue, for two hundred and forty-nine yards and two scores last week, Alex Krog. Are you feeling tanna thrilled yet? I noticed no, you did still
1: yeah, did I rank him at like twenty five or something like that. He's, I, was I was still got super low ranking,
0: and it was still very offensive. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm not. I'm going to keep offending. You're just sticking to it just to be stubborn. Yeah. Well, yep. wow. I, I, I don't want. I mean, you have him AJ down at twenty six, so you moved
1: him up yep, a grand total go. of
0: two spots. I have yep. him with oh. uh-
1: AJ Brown is my concern here. They're going against the Jags. They're going to the they're gonna the Jags,
0: be... they're gonna light it up. I got I if, got Tannehill as my thirteenth overall QB. Come on now.
1: If if they threw that much and AJ Brown only has six point four points in a half PPR league, um, that's it's extremely disappointing. But Corey just, Davis looked good. Yeah, former, seven uh, for a hundred.
0: Yeah. Uh, Janu Smith uh, seven targets, four catches, thirty six yards and a score. I think he makes an excellent. Um, Stream of the week. He is my tight end stream of the week. And I'll get into a little bit more why when we get there. But also, I would
1: just say that the Tennessee offense would have looked a lot better if uh, Guskowski didn't miss three field goals and an extra point.
0: (laughs) Uh, Lions Packers. Um, Lions. I mean, you just got to stay away from the backfield. And then really, all you're looking for is can Galladay get back to one being healthy enough to play and form. And then out of the Packers, really, all I'm looking for is was last week a fluke in the passing game uh, with Rodgers throwing. Uh, how what? He had 32 40 completions, times. 44 attempts four four scores last week, like unbelievable. And then really, it's just the MVS versus Alan Lazard. What else are you looking for out of this game?
1: TJ Hawkinson, if if he's gonna remain a top five tight end, he's number he's number four overall. He had fourteen point one points against again an okay Bears defense, but I mean their secondary is always a little leaky um, to the middle of the field, which is where Hawkinson was working. Um, so just to kind of see, especially if Galladay doesn't play, is is Hawkinson like the guy there uh, again, staying away from their their backfield entirely uh, for the Packers? I mean. Marquez Valdez Scantling like he left points on the field last week by dropping at least one significantly like 40 yard pass and he still finished with 17 points so I mean I know he's the home run hitter I know Lazard's more of the underneath guy but I think that they get back to running the ball more and if they don't then um, I mean Devontae Adams is going to have 200 catches and it'll be (laughs) astounding
0: uh Bill's Dolphins. Oh man, I'm not really pumped for this game, but I, I, I just think Josh Allen's going to run away with it. Um, Moss and Singletary each had nine carries. Moss at 30 yards versus Singletary's 11. Uh, I think Josh Allen again is the running back to own 14 attempts, 57 yards, and a score. Week one, and then for some reason. Stephon Diggs and John Brown were both viable last week. Uh, Do you think that that continues in week two against the Dolphins? I mean, why not? Right. There you go. I mean, the Dolphins
1: passing defense was fine last week. It was cam that destroyed them. Um, So I would not be surprised to see the exact same thing happen with the Buffalo bills where they slow the wide receivers down and, you know, Josh Allen just destroys them on the ground if if Singletary and Moss don't get more carries this
0: week, I think it's very concerning. Yeah, you yeah, they're, they're almost unstartable. Um and for the Dolphins, all I really have is is the Miles Gaskin takeover continued. Um, if it is, I mean if it's a three-headed backfield, you gotta stay away. Um, however, he what he had nine for 40 on the ground and another four. Receptions, so 13 touches maybe some value yeah but. the only thing i'm looking for
1: is should i be dropping jordan howard honestly like if yeah. if he doesn't have more than eight carries in this game um again then he's borderline droppable and just let somebody else roster him and like when he hits his big week he'll probably be on the guy's bench so um that's that's really all i'm paying attention to is should i be dropping jordan howard after this week because he isn't fantasy viable
0: yeah, you got to think that Fitzmagic is going to have a hard time supporting either of those any of those receivers or offensive weapons as well against the yeah. Bills defense after going after throwing three picks last week, too. So, yep. Vikings Colts. Um, do you think a wide receiver begins to establish themselves as wide receiver too? Uh Ola B.C. Johnson went three for fifty six Jefferson, two for twenty six. I don't. I don't think that they're gonna honest I guess my opinion is I don't think that they're gonna support a wide receiver too in that offense. They only threw twenty-five passes. Uh or, or I think they're only gonna throw twenty-five passes a week. So I,
1: I agree. They're just gonna ground and pound with Dalvin and Madison and just Hey, when we need you to throw, uh, we'll let you throw. Also their defense is really terrible, so maybe they will have to throw more if they're getting behind in games. Yeah. Um, but as as long as they're able to convert, um and have long sustained drives down the field, which is kind of a Kirk Cousins dink and dump specialty. Um, I, I would not be surprised to not have there be a, a second wide out in this offense. But BC seven points week one, maybe, you know, just pay attention to him.
0: Justin Jefferson, uh, not really a factor week one. No, I think it's more of a second and a half of the season, year two for him. And then on the Colts side of the ball, we have Marlon Mack going down with that Achilles injury. So the big question is, what does the running back running back split look like here in week two? You had Naheem Hines involved actually ahead of Taylor when all three were healthy. And then you lose Mack. I, Hines is going to be that third down back. I think he also gets regular touches. 37% of Rivers targets last week went to the running back position. So hello Naheem Hines, aka Austin Eckler 2.0, uh seven for 30 in a score and eight forty-five in another score, ran 27 routes. I just love Naheem Hines. He was one of my, if not my top, one of the top m- of my waiver ads for the week. Yep.
1: And I'm looking to see like
0: what is is if Phil
1: Brothers is going to keep checking down TY's value is so decreased. Um it, yeah. at least he got through week one healthy. But if Paris Campbell is going to be outpacing him, I believe he ran more routes, was on the field more snaps than TY. Yep. And plays a slot. Hello, Keenan Allen. That's not what you're looking for as a TY hilt noter.
0: Yep. Tied TY in targets, but yeah, on the field, ran more routes. Uh, Washington Cardinals, we're in our afternoon games now. I think you got to be evaluating the Gibson versus Barber split continued 2.0 this week. Uh, Gibson actually had a respectable yards per carry going nine for 36 Barber 17 for 29 did have the two scores. I don't really want to start either of these running backs if I have either of them. Um, And then I think the, the really the story of this offense is they're going to, those receivers are going to go as far as Dwayne Haskins takes them. And right now it's like, I don't know, to the restroom and flushing them down the toilet. So yeah, I, right. I mean, Terry McLaurin,
1: uh eight point six points week one, fortieth ranked wide receiver after week one is we still have him um, ranked in the twenties, but man, yeah, that's because they don't have anybody else to throw to. I mean, yeah. you, you go down the list, Steven Sims Jr., Dontrell Inman, who he's been in the NFL for like forty years, I feel like. Um, so I just yeah there was nobody else that they threw to besides Logan Thomas, who is currently tight end seven. He had uh, almost 12 points last week. Um, If Peyton Barber is going to be the goal lineback, um, Antonio Gibson is basically the new Adrian Peterson last year where, where you have to roster him, but you're never going to play him, which is a little disappointing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is why I also didn't try to add him anywhere, even though he had 17 carries Uh, Cardinals. Um, I don't really have a whole lot for the Cardinals. Um, I'm just firing up DeAndre and I'm firing up Drake and I'm firing up Kyler Murray and they're all studs. And I don't really think that there's a whole lot else in that offense. I think there might have a difficult time running the ball with Drake against that Washington line. Maybe Kyler's flying or running for his life against the Washington defensive line this week as well. Um, are you looking for anything exciting out of the Cardinals? Larry Fitzgerald my nice, sleeper Lord special garbage he's still on
1: he's on pace for 80 targets this year but he went up against a tough defense week one i still do think he's going to be
0: playable at some point yeah um, did lazar have a touchdown this week this last week or did larry fitzgerald who has more fantasy points okay you're yeah. losing every board bet by the way um yeah i don't think Fournette's going to be a top 12 guy this year <laughs>
1: i don't think i'm going to win that one <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to anything other than to continue to see Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins love blossom all over everyone.
0: Mm, blossom. All right. Uh, moving on Ravens Texans. This is going to be an ugly game for the Texans, man. Um, Duke is practicing. I don't think is necessarily healthy, obviously, after missing part of last week's game. Um, I really think David Johnson has a chance to cement that three down back roll, just like you know, what he projected in week one. Um, I think I'm really all I'm looking for out of that offense. My only question is you need to watch for the continued wide receiver split between Fuller and Cooks as Cooks gets healthier. Will Fuller and
1: Randall Cobb, who you still have to throw in there. I know you don't want to, but they signed him this off season and he was on the field for more snaps than Cooks was.
0: Fuller had more than a 30% target share last week. Does that continue? If it does, he's a top. 10, top 15 guy um, and then out of the Ravens really the question everybody wants to know is is it Dobbins or Ingram right now it's basically a 50-50 split um, Ingram going 10 for 29 Dobbins going 7 for 22 and those two scores last week man I those both of them are hard to start because Lamar's the RB1 in that
1: offense I totally agree with you and I have them both right like I think down in like the 20s 30s yeah um, I have them ranked back-to-back down there too and it's just like it's really hard. They're so touchdown dependent. And if they don't score a touchdown, you're going to have like three points. And so the floor is so low for them. And I think we both generally take the, we want the highest floor possible. And if somebody explodes, that's great. So it's trying to start them again this week um, is, I mean, if you can do it and it works good for you, Um, but I would have trepidation about it.
0: Yeah. My only hope for this. And I guess what I'm really looking for is I want Gus Edwards to be phased out of the offense, and for those carries to go to these two guys. So that's really what I'm looking for, because then I think that helps these two actually get some value back. Um, yep. Chiefs Chargers, Chiefs is Sammy legit or is he fool's gold? Uh, that's my question. And then does uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire's role expand after his 25 138 and one week one? Um, you know, he was taken out on some third downs and things early in that game. But really, he was calling his own shots by the end. So hopefully that continues. What are you looking for out of the Chiefs? I just
1: want to see excellence. I, I want them <laughs> to score 50 points every week and just be the greatest. Chargers offense got ever a good defense, man. It's going to be hard. Yeah, no, it's it's a good it's a good early season test for them, I guess, to a certain extent. And now that they kind of put their offense on tape and what it looks like with Clyde. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see are they gonna play up and force him to pass? Are they gonna play back and force him to run? It seems like Mahomes is in complete control of the NFL right now.
0: And then for the Chargers, I'm 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 looking for the expanded role of Josh Kelly. 12 for 60 in a s- touchdown, a score last week. I'm I'm looking to see if he has completely jumped Justin Jackson, which I believe he has. And then other than that. Mike Williams out to Keenan Allen Williams four for 69 and zero. Uh, Allen went four for 37. No touchdown either. Um, I really am not excited about starting either of these receivers. It's the Hunter Henry show and yep. Tyrod. And as, as far as Eckler and, you know, Josh Kelly take them.
1: Yeah. We talked about it uh, before the season started and the, Tyrod historically is not supported even a wide receiver two, except for maybe Sammy Watkins his rookie year. And the tight end is basically all you have to hang your hat on and Hunter Henry 9.8 fantasy points week one 14th best tight end. I would expect him to finish a little higher than that um, because I I think he's going to be the main go-to guy, especially when they get behind in this game. Um, But I I would not be surprised to see a garbage time touchdown for Mike Williams or or Keenan Allen. But um, I I think Hunter Henry is the only guy that you actually want to own in that offense besides the running backs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to our Sunday night game. We have Patriots Seahawks. Uh, Do you think Cam repeats as a quarterback one had 15 for 75 and two scores on the ground, man, you got to be happy if you got him at the end of drafts, right? Are you starting him against the the Seahawks? Yeah, you,
1: you have to. I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan uh, put up a good game against them. And I mean, if you're going to, get those 50 rushing yards every week that immediately increases your floor. He could throw two picks and still be positive just because of the rushing yards. And he's going to throw for probably at least 200 yards every week. And if he scores a couple touchdowns, then I was saying, if he
0: throws two scores and throw two throws two picks, it just makes his rushing touchdowns count as passing touchdowns. No, <laughs> right. I know. So
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's yeah. I, I don't see why he wouldn't. I, I am a little concerned for Julian Edelman. Um, he was the leading receiver on their team. Um, they
0: threw nineteen passes. I don't think any of those yeah. receivers are viable. If they're up in game, or I mean, I I don't want to yeah. start them. Yeah, the, the targets aren't going to be
1: there. I, I thought they I thought there would be enough to support Julian as a wide receiver too this year, and it
0: looks like I am incorrect. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Seahawks, I think you know the the Metcalf Lockett question. The answer is start both because they're both yep. great, and then. No doubt. I mean, that's the answer, even though Lockett had twice as many catches. I mean, they're both so startable. Um, And then the uh, the real question for this week is how does the split between Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde evolve in week two? I I, yikes. You got to start Chris Carson if you got him. If you're desperate at running back, maybe you pick up Carlos Hyde. Hide, hide your Chris. That's what you got to do, and that you gotta yeah, hope that uh, hide your Chris, hide, hide your wife. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: you got to make sure. Like, if Chris, if Carlos Hyde has even a close to the same amount of number of rushing attempts as Chris Carson does, um, you got to be trying to trade Chris Carson and hope he gets in the end zone a couple more times this week to keep his value high. Um, otherwise, it's uh, it's kind of scary right now, honestly.
0: And then lastly, our Monday night game, Saints Raiders. I think the Saints are going to destroy the Raiders. Um, Really, I'm just looking for that Latin Murray Kamara split. Uh, Mike Mike Thomas is going to be out. So who steps up? Emmanuel
1: Emmanuel Sanders or it, it seems like they don't use Kamara until they have to. And because Michael Thomas is out, that Kamara would be more involved than he usually is. So, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook had a ton of targets last week. Um, almost, it seemed like more than he had in any game last year. And so you hated on he, him all preseason. Yeah, he had a yeah, decent Yeah, because he didn't shot. have the targets. But now the targets are there, and... Especially with Michael Thomas out, you know he could have ten
0: to twelve targets this week, and I wouldn't be surprised. And Thomas is going to be out for a while with that high ankle sprain. And then from the Raiders, I have Josh Jacobs as my RB two. I'm just bullish on him. I wouldn't be surprised, obviously, if he finishes low than that. I think the Saints have a good defense. Um, yep. My, I think the real question and what to watch for from the Raiders is can a wide receiver start to separate themselves? You had a bunch of guys finish with like three or fewer targets at the at the receiver position. And you're man. almost hoping that Las Vegas gets
1: down big and they just start checking down to Josh Jacobs in this you go. one, just to make like if if he is that guy and they're not checking down to Devontae Booker or whoever, um, then you're you are ecstatic as a Josh Jacobs owner because his floor is incredibly high as a top five guy the rest of the year if he's gonna keep having all those
0: catches. There you go. And that brings us to Stream of the week. Our streams of the week. So uh, I'm going to save the best one for last. These are guys that I've pulled out as streams. My kicker stream is Mason Crosby. He's the number one uh, kicker right now, only owned in under 33% of leagues. Uh, My defense, the Chiefs at the Chargers. I think that the Chiefs have a chance to really just demolish the Chargers, make them one dimensional early and put them away. Uh, my tight end stream of the week is Johnny Smith um again we talked about Titans at Jacksonville he had 7 targets 4 catches 36 yards and a score in week 1 that brings me to my qb stream of the week Ryan Tannehill 29 to 43, 250 and two scores. Quarterback 16 last week should be available, is available everywhere. I have him ranked 18th. Alex has him down at 28. He's only rostered in about a third of ESPN <laughs> leagues. He gets the Jaguars. I just think he's going to absolutely throw for at least two scores. Wouldn't be surprised if it was another 250. So, again, if you need 20 points, he's free. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I'm higher on Latavius Murray than I usually
1: would be. He's not really a stream of the week, but I think if you have him, you have to start him this week with Michael Thomas not playing. Um, So, that that's just the running back I'm looking for there. Uh, From a defensive perspective, LA Rams. The Eagles gave up like eight sacks last week to the Washington football team defense. You gotta love them. The Rams were available in every league that I'm in. I think they were only um, rostered in like 10% of leagues or something like that. I'm sure Jason will spot check me on that, but it's like th- those are really the two guys. If you, ha- if you don't have a quarterback, I guess Ryan Tannehill's fine, but I would not be surprised to see Joe Burrow um, come out and have a great game. I know that this is dropping the day of, um, but if you, if you can go out and get Joe Burrow, I, I think he does show up against Cleveland. And then from a wide receiver perspective, I mean, Paris Campbell that Jason's already talked about, if he's still a free agent, like you and have claimed. to go get him.
0: I spent all yeah, the I, fab.
1: Yeah, you have to go get him. And then even like a John Brown type who is currently the 28th best player in fantasy. Um, you know, I would not be surprised to see him have another decent game with with Josh Allen um, back there. So um, those are my uh, my streamers. Uh, hopefully the my defense play doesn't uh, doesn't cost people because uh, me picking up and playing the Eagles in every league last week um, absolutely lost me two two
0: games. Um, because they sucked Uh, with that and Alex's wonderful invaluable fantasy advice let's switch over to the social media page please they suck I suck Oh, why do people listen to us? Please like, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, follow us. Uh we are at the FF Sackos on all of our social media. We have live rankings for all positions and flexes live on our website, the fantasyfootballsackos.com. Please check those out as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, why don't you go ahead and hit that bell so you get a notification uh every time we post, which is now Tuesdays and Thursdays. With that, have a good night. Thanks for listening. See ya. Good luck week
1: two. Don't, uh, you know, be like Odell this week. And shit the bed.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.